Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Behemoth. Often capitalized. A mighty... Okay. <laughs> that's where it starts. Uh, that's what it means. It means often capitalized. Uh, a, a mighty animal described in Job 40... 15-24, as an example of the power of God, something monstrous, monstrous size, power, or appearance. And it's hmm. also uh, a video game company, I believe. Behe- or a game, or I can't remember. Behemoth? Hmm. Doesn't that... ring a bell. Um, it's the company that makes Castle Crashers, I believe. Have you ever played that? Oh, okay. Yeah. I love that game. uh and i only remember that because like going to pax you would see like their massive massive booth uh they did alien hominid too which was a fun Mm. okay so you want to go first you want me to go first yeah i'm gonna go first all right so when talking about behemoth it was specifically dealing with like a living thing and i've tried to figure out like how to make like, I don't think anyone is going to control the behemoth. I don't think anyone is going to be a behemoth themselves because I wanted to deal with the sense of scale that a behemoth puts players into. Um, so you have different types of scale in games. Like with Tigris and Euphrates, you are... I don't know who the players are. They're just above this giant landscape shaping the culture and the growth of these cities as they cross the hundreds and thousands of years. But then you have a game like, uh, is it viral? One of the, uh, arcane wonders games where you like play as a virus within a person's body. And so I specifically wanted to have like players be human sized but then they are facing an obstacle that is a behemoth in itself. And so I wanted to think of ways that that scale could be conveyed. So in the uh, Cool Mini or Not Kickstarter that's going on right now, in the Cthulhu Death May Die, they have uh, a reward level where you get this gigantic miniature. And it also (laughs) functions as a board a spot in which you can place these pieces and oh, it cool. and it does a really good job at at making the scale and so but i mean obviously i don't want anyone to buy a like 30 pound miniature just to play like one scenario of one game and so i was actually thinking about uh the little game myth or mythe m y t h e where it has a pop up board in the game like, does and it so pop up what, during the game? Uh, it is It is simply in setup. You unfold the board, okay. and it has pop-up things. It is, it's a one-way road for a dragon guarding some golden cheese. And so Plan Hat has these storybook games, but it's all played on a flat landscape. Yep. And so I wanted to have pop-up book games. So it's an entire book of these pop-up boards that change from scenario to scenario. So it could be like a book of monsters and each page is a different monster that you have to fight. Oh, that's fun. And so each page is you want to try and get through the whole book or you could do it in a different order or that kind of stuff. 
Like, I think that would be super cool. No, that, because that like I'm, the table presence of that. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. And so like, I understand that like there's, there's some games that have like these giant 3d things and it was a lot more prevalent. I think back in the eighties where you would have like a cardboard standy yeah, or like a background. Like I remember on a flip the table, they played the power Rangers game and they had like a cardboard backdrop that like had no function in the game. It just made the game look cooler. And so I want the game to look cool, but also ha- have some function. In it. See, see that combines so, some really good things like, like uh, playing in a book, like roll and write games or yeah. uh, like Crossmaster. You start out by playing in a book, which is the tutorial in that game. And it's so much fun. But with yeah. that, that like pop-up board aspect is, is super cool. Yeah. And so like, I looked at my then it was it was kind of a light game very smooth um obviously but yeah like but on the other end of the scale the story uh book games that Plat Hat has um which I would consider Mice and Mystics to be one of those sort yeah. of um they're like market the two that have come out stuffed fables and and mice and mystics they seem like they're marketed towards children or families but they are complex games <laughs> yeah and so i want it to be a little bit above mice but nowhere near as complicated as as stuffed fables or anything like that i want to be able to families can play it with or without their parents and still understand. But yeah, there's a weird, I mean, like I, the, who is the crowd for, for, for uh, stuff fables. It's like, <laughs> it's not my kids. It's more me than yeah. my kids, but it's yeah. like, I, I could get my kids to play. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, I think, I think it would be valuable to give kids kind of a more fragile thing to almost take care of or try and, keep like i i know my nephew he has he has a lot of board games and he takes care of them really well and so this is almost like a bigger test for him like can you keep this fragile pop-up book safe because at my at my parents house they have a bunch of pop-up books but they're kept on like the top shelf because they don't want the kids to break them but like that's kind of who they're for, right? So my so. daughter has the best pop-up book of all time, which was the Star Wars pop-up book. Nice. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like like the Star Wars pop-up book. It's huge. It has like, I mean, full like Luke and Darth Vader pop-up with like glowing like glowing lightsabers and battle. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have seen that one. <laughs> and like the best thing about it was she was probably three, and we would go through it, and she knew the name of every character. I mean, like all the way down <laughs> to like Wedge. And like Mon Mothma and all these weird characters, and she would. We did a video of it, and she recited every character as she popped them up. <laughs> and StarWars.com put it on their like Twitter feed for the day and their Facebook. Oh, really? And then put us on their Christmas card list, and we got like the Lucasfilm Christmas card that year. That is which awesome. Was, like super cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want to see more pop up, more scenery type stuff, more I guess embellishment. Yeah. In great. games, even if it is kind of arbitrary but like yeah i want i want just like a little bit more immersion i agree i'm, I'm all for that so, so what you got i took the my first idea fizzled very quickly and it was basically <laughs> i was i was looking at like a deck builder where you actually in most deck builders you want like a nice lean deck 
Um, mm-hmm. And you like larger doesn't always mean better. If if all of the cards scored at the end, larger is better. But you kind of yeah. want to cull it down to the most useful cards. So I was trying to go into where larger is always better and culling is bad, and it started huh. to, it started to fizzle. But I just wanted this like massive, massive deck. Like, uh, <laughs> like you have a game that's like four hundred cards, and by the end, I even wrote at one point that the end one player has all the cards, and you basically just like are the eater of cards and becoming this so it's like war, basically. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, it's just gamers like, war. But so what I what I ended on was just the idea of in the Wizard of Oz, the line "Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain," and the thought of somebody like literally projecting themselves to be bigger than man. And, uh, you know, in like almost like a God sense or just a, mm-hmm. like, whatever it was. And we talked about doing like games with like shadows and light. But what I started to think about was, was filling a frame and how people will take those pictures at like the Eiffel tower where their fingers are like crushing the Eiffel tower and things like mm-hmm. that. So I thought of a gridded board and all of these weird pieces. I think of like weird wood and trees and character pieces and stuff. And some of it is getting like stacked and placed and moved and all of it is on the grid. So you have like limited movement. You can't just put things where it's not just free form, but Mm -hmm. surrounding the board is this like frame. And in the frame you would, you would look into it and that would be your end result of your turn. So I get a certain number Mm. of actions. I move some things around and in the frame, if my character is really far forward and it's dwarfing yours, that means something. If there's certain things that are hidden behind me, then they don't exist anymore. Um, Certain things that are seen do exist. And then I thought bring like a, like a, like a camera or like a phone element into it um, Mm -hmm. where you would like snap a picture of it. And it's like almost like set collection. And every time you do that, uh, that's your set for the round. And at the end of the game, you've got all your sets and you kind of go through them and see what you scored and compare and everything else. Neat. Yeah. I like I'm, that. I'm psyched about it, but uh, <laughs> it's weird. Like, it's definitely a little... It's all forced perspective, like I... the making of the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, exactly. Like, I... What is that? Uh, I, there's some subreddit that I follow that's all forced perspective, like where somebody's <laughs> got a little tiny hand because their arm starts and somebody else's arm begins, and they it just looks like they have a little <laughs> tiny hand. And I love that stuff. And and I was thinking about that with this, and that's, that's far cute. I got. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, like you didn't really go with like yeah. I guess it's dwarfing, but not really. Just yeah, well, an, an illusion that it's projecting. Yeah, that's why I pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And I said something very small, but can be actually very large in a frame. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. It, it kind of took a little trail off of Behemoth, but that's where it started. <laughs> that's okay. We got two kind of goofy-ish <laughs> ideas. Yeah. And that is that is just fine. doesn't that's... have to all be medieval <laughs> conflict. Yeah. But uh, I saw next week's word, and it will be, so... fantastic bring it on all right cool well thanks again talk to you later see ya bye